0: Hello and a very warm welcome to the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast, a podcast about the history and construction of the city's motorways and expressways. It's June 2019 and this is our 12th edition. I'm John Hassel. And I'm Stuart Baird.
1: We have another fascinating podcast for you this month and we're very much back to our regular format after the special guest we had last month. Just the two of us again. Just the two of us, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Firstly this month, uh, we're going to take a dive into some of the interesting roads proposals currently being funded through Glasgow City Deal. We're also going to talk about one or two other schemes that are within our general realm of interest, which I'm sure some of the listeners will appreciate. Yep. Uh, after that, it's our From the Archive feature, which is also back this month, and we'll be taking a look at the Strathclyde Tram project, which was a proposal in Glasgow from 25 years ago.
0: Trams? But we're a Mountway Archive.
1: Yes. I know can you believe
0: it but we have (laughs)
1: items uh, that cover public transportation and I think the trams were mentioned uh, last month and I think they're actually mentioned in one of the questions this month so it felt like a good idea to to bring that up.
0: I agree gives us some more material so after we talk about these things we'll be answering your questions and talking about some of the upcoming Glasgow Motorway Archive activities. Yep. So let's get into it.
1: Okay, John. We normally talk about old projects and things that have already been built. This month we've decided to cover something a bit more current, which I think will appeal to a number of people because people are interested in the roads proposals and schemes in general. Uh, The only way really that we're getting new roads in the west of Scotland at the moment is through the Glasgow City deal. Mm -hmm. And as... As you'll be aware, and the listeners may be aware, uh, a number of the local authorities came together to make proposals for infra- infrastructure improvements, which are being fifty percent funded by the Westminster government and fifty percent funded by the Scottish government. Yeah, and there's a number of proposals there. So let's have a, a a brief chat then about what city deal is, yes, and some of the schemes that are coming up about that or, or through that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When Stuart. I'm going to start with asking you a question. Okay. When did when did this kick off? I mean, it was a number of years ago now that this got proposed and uh, the central government did propose a whole lot of funding and then the Scottish government matched it. Yep. And this isn't just for roads, is it?
1: No, that's for various other connectivity things, broadband, mm-hmm. I believe is in there. Um, There's the, the avenues project on in Sockey Hall Street right. and a street at Glasgow City Council is taking forward. The Springburn Park to the north of the AME at the Junction 16, I believe there might be some city deal involvement in that as well. Uh-huh. There's various other projects like North Lancashire Council are taking forward. Uh, a minor improvement to Motherwell Town Centre, that's City mm-hmm. Deal. Uh, South Lanarkshire Council have already built the Kafkin Relief Road.
0: That's right. Uh, that yeah.
1: was City Deal. So, yeah, as you say, it's not just roads, there are various bits and bobs. It has developed over probably the last five years or so. Yeah. Um, it was very much a policy uh, devised initially for some of the areas, the metropolitan areas in England, mm-hmm. uh, which then came to Scotland. And Glasgow was the first area in Scotland to be awarded a city deal. Um, it was part of the the sort of David Cameron, George Osborne approach to bringing money away from London, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and the Scottish government joined joined that later to match. Some I mean, we don't get all well. the money at once. There was this no, figure of a billion, wasn't that's it? Right. But We don't get it all at once. No. It's kind of over time. It's spent you know? over time and projects have to go through a panel and there's a committee of councillors that sit and they decide whether projects are meeting certain criteria or that they are risk-free and various other things that allow them to proceed. Uh, mm-hmm. And for that reason, some projects have gone ahead already and have been complete, completed and other projects are still very much going through the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. I think the one, the most controversial one, is the Glasgow Airport Rail link, tram link,
0: mm-hmm. whatever
1: that's going to be, that has now been back from be the dead. Yeah, it's <laughs> being funded by City Deal, but they can't agree on how they want to build it. Yeah, uh, so it shows you—you know—there's a process mm-hmm. involved in these things. Don't you know? You don't just make a proposal and it doesn't then just get built. Mm. Uh, so that's very much where we've been for the last few years. And I think probably there are two high-profile projects for roads within yeah. the Glasgow City Deal. Possibly the one with the highest profile, in my opinion is the Renfrew to Yoker road bridge yeah. and the various airport access improvements that they've got going on in that General Abbotson area. Would you
0: Would you agree? Y- yeah, I would. It's, it's certainly one of the bigger ones. Anything that involves a big bridge going over yeah. the, the Clyde. So this bridge, as far as I know, it will be a mixed-use bridge Yes, uh, that's going over there for buses, you know, pedestrians, mm-hmm. cycle, all those kind of things, as well as private cars. At the moment, there is a ferry there is a pedestrian ferry yes yes it goes across um so this will will enhance i'm not sure. sure what the future of the ferry happens with this bridge but this is a bridge it can swing open because you do still get at that part there where some ships and boats obviously need to come through
1: yeah because the shipyards are upstream of this. Absolutely. Self, so, yeah. so
0: it it's one of these things that swings open it's just going to be you know a lane in each direction it's not a huge elevated viaduct uh, carrying kind of multiple carriageways and lanes and no. things like that So um, it's better than not having a bridge.
1: Yeah, and it's it's one of these things, when you think about it, really, if you wanted to go from Clydebank to Renfrew by car, it actually takes quite a while, even (laughs) off-peak,
0: well, yeah, I mean, you're either fighting to the Clyde Tunnel or you're of to get onto the M8 to take the Erskine Bridge. Yeah. And the Erskine Bridge, it's kind of going out of the way a bit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To go back yeah. in again.
1: And I suppose one of the <laughs> benefits of this bridge will be that people on the south side at Renfrew will be able to access the rail network mm-hmm. for the first time because you've got Yoker train station yeah. literally just on the other side. you know. So yeah. there will be people, you know, even for Brayhead and places like that, being able to access the rail network for the first time for most of these people, that surely would be a benefit. Absolutely, because
0: Renfrew's always suffered from this, hasn't it? It's it's not had the best kind of public transport connectivity. And Brayhead, you know, I mean, it does rely very much on its buses and things like that. Yeah, it does. So
1: so that may be a bonus. And there's obviously been several hundred houses constructed in in that area as well around about there. Now, not only that, it's almost... This is almost providing that northern bypass of Renfrew, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which wasn't proposed in the highway plan, but was proposed within the Greater Glasgow Transport Transportation Study as the Erskine Expressway. That's right. Um, and that skirted around the north side of Renfrew. Now, funnily enough, when they were looking into the corridor for the M8 originally, they looked into building the M8 around the north of Renfrew, but it was very quickly ruled out mm-hmm. because it didn't provide good enough connections for Paisley and, and you know yeah. some of the other things, but an expressway around it definitely. So mm-hmm. this, this corridor, but this road's going in almost so this fulfills that this
0: this road that you're talking about this is the one that connects from the south side of this new bridge yes and goes around kind of like the north of renfrew and it yep. goes in and connects where the swing bridge is at uh, the, the, the bascule bridge yeah, bascule yeah. Bridge. Oh, so it, it connects yeah, yeah.
1: there yeah now my preference would have been a road that would have bypassed that bascule bridge because it can be a bit of a pinch point at busy times not just the bridge but the junction immediately in the west side of it mm-hmm. you know where you've got that fork that y junction that can be a bit busy Uh, So I actually think it might have been good if they bypassed that and then kept the old bridge as a bit of a a monument or something, but I guess there's not quite enough money for that.
0: Well, they kind of have thought about it, but in a different place. I mean, there is another bridge going in. Right, okay. Um, Not sure you're kind of looking quite surprised. Yeah, that's news to me. That's (laughs) news to me. Tell me now. There is another bridge going in. Uh, So this is south of there which actually connects up with another system of roads. I don't actually have the street names here, but that road that goes from the Y Junction all the way through to Paisley is also being improved as part of this project as well. Ah. I am not sure what the detail is on the junction, that Y Junction, how that's going to be changed, if there's going to be a roundabout there or improved Ah, signalisation, but that has been considered. Um, So we're actually getting two bridges out of this. Right. Is this the one that's going to go into the Westway Park? Yes. So that goes into
1: into that main park there. So that's actually going to provide better access yeah. to there because it the goes over the car to... and yeah. Aye, all ah, right, okay. So I might have seen something about that. Is that actually under construction at the moment?
0: I'm not sure about the bridge, but there's definitely a lot of activity going right. on out there. Because the we
1: moment. know that Wills Brothers, I believe, were awarded the... that contract. Is that yeah. right for the Abbottsinch improvements? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, so that's a good one to look up. I mean, it,
0: it, it's not just roads. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff going in there. They're putting in a kind of a technology business park as well. Um, right, okay. and other stuff. So obviously, this is going to become a traffic generator. Mm-hmm. So that's why these improvements are being the looked at. But right. it has definitely started. Um, but no, I don't see any new bridges emerging yet. All right. Um, okay. But that's that's in the plans. You can go on uh, and look at this stuff online. They've actually got a great visualization of it on YouTube. So that's if right. you look up the kind of um, airport access um, Abbotsinch improvements, just Google that, and mm-hmm. you will you will find it.
1: Yeah, definitely want to look up you if you have an interest s- in that. Yeah.
0: See what we're what we're talking about, and it's out my way as well. So. It's really exciting yeah
1: now what's the value of that bridge is that about was it 70 million yes so, so it's no, no. you know it's a fair amount of money being spent but but mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's a fancy bridge though yeah. isn't it you it's, know? It's, so a bit, it's... Oh, it's going to
1: have an kind of <laughs> iconic look about it yeah um and now I remember reading somewhere that they expect it will open at least three times a day is mm-hmm. that right and each time it opens and closes will take around 40 minutes so,
0: I didn't know, it was yeah, it's 40 <laughs> minutes apparently
1: is what it might take to open and close. So, that could mean that it's not an entirely reliable connection if, mm-hmm. say, at four in the afternoon,
0: some I'm ship sure. decides to come up and needs to get through. You know, I'm sure they would time it accordingly. Let's hope so. To avoid said school runs and let's hope peak that's times.
1: that might just be a bit too much like common
0: sense, but we'll see. <laughs> Can't make it too useful, Stuart. No, no, absolutely. So, right, so that's the first
1: one. Now, the second most high profile scheme in City Deal, in my opinion is the Pan-Larxshire Corridor which is a new road being proposed by North Larkshire Council. Mm -hmm. This is a £205 million road scheme which will see the completion of the dual carriageway of Airbles Road in Motherwell at the entrance to Strathclyde Park. It will complete the dual carriageway link from the middle of the Ravenscraig site to the top of Airbles Road Mm -hmm. just adjacent to Motherwell Civic Centre Providing a bit of a, a dual carriageway bypass from the, you know, from the A723 at Strathclyde right up through Motherwell and out the north side of Motherwell, so effectively an eastern bypass of the town centre. Yeah. They will then dual the A723 from Ravenscraig to the M8 at Chapel Hall. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you will about have about an m drive. Yeah. yeah. An M8 to M74 dual carriageway there, mm. through there. Great. That's been on the books for a number of years. It's good to see that going forward. And then finally, perhaps most excitingly. Another former Greater Glasgow Transportation Study scheme coming forward. This time an eastern bypass of Airdrie.
0: Yeah, this is ambitious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This one that's that's going yep. off. So would this go from junction six on the M eight and form map yes. or am I?
1: This will use so they will this will be a single carriageway route. The dual carriageway will end at mm-hmm. the M eight. North of there it will be single carriageway. They're going to utilise the existing Lancaster Avenue. Yeah. which is already the, the small section of road that bypasses the south and east side of Chapel Hall mm-hmm. and then joins the A73 at a roundabout just north of Junction 6 of the M8. From there, the new road will go offline, bypass Chapel Hall, bypass the east of Airdrie. It will go through the Plains area, uh, which is a village east of Airdrie. It will proceed north around the east of Stand, the village on yeah. the A73, eventually joining the existing A73 again at the end of the dual carriageway section just south of Cumbernauld.
0: Is that the bit where they plonked a roundabout in a few years ago? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, anybody who uses the, th- the A73 sorry, at peak times, particularly in the evening, travelling south from Cumbernauld, to Airdrie, will know how busy that road is yeah. and how much of a nightmare it is. So I think that will be a welcome improvement for the communities that live, you know, that are along that road, and mm-hmm. um, because it will skirt any any regional traffic away, you know, from the local road network. Yeah. Now this route is basically sitting on the line of the Cumbernauld to Hamilton motorway that was proposed in the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study of nineteen sixty seven.
0: So there's nothing in the way, hopefully. No, too much stuff in the way. What, I, what are the locals saying about it? Because it's it's this is ambitious. Yeah,
1: interestingly, I I so far have only seen one complaint, and that was mm. one individual, uh, one woman who posted something on our Facebook a few weeks ago um, about the the about this ridiculous road that will be cutting through planes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah, okay, I, I guess if you live in Plains and you don't have regional traffic going through at the moment, which actually you do because the A89 is That's used by right. regional You've got traffic. you east-west, west-east yeah, west, traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, there, there are going to be some disbenefits perhaps for that area. But mm-hmm. given the, other, the rest of the corridor is already a nightmare at times for... For safety, I mean, it's going to be, it's
0: one of these utilitarian arguments, it's going to mm. benefit far more people than yeah. it'll disadvantage, like any project. You know? Yes, exactly. You've got to see it that way. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that the designers build a kind of mitigation at the best to, to deal with
1: that. Yeah. Now, North Lanarkshire Council don't have the best reputation when it comes to promoting roads proposals. Uh, they aren't—they—they they don't seem to be just as good at it as some of their other local authorities around here. Um, they propose the second access to, to Eurocentral from hmm. Hollytown and had to cancel it earlier this year because the way that they promoted it and the way they brought it about just was not very public-friendly at all. And the, the, the outrage and the, and the outcry about it ended up generating thousands of c- signatures on a petition and the councillors have ended up This was a
0: it. tiny bit of road. Was yeah. it not, for, you say, Hollytown, Mossend kind yeah, of area? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it went up through, it was a tiny bit of road, just giving another way into the yeah. Eurocentral And complex. And they
1: completely faffed it in the approach that they came about. It was, to use the excuse... Oh, but it should have been there since 1997, but uh, we just didn't build it. I'm sorry, that's just not a good enough reason
0: to bring back a roads proposal. Especially when people, I mean, we know about the kind of industry and the businesses that are in there, Mm. it's going to, well, people are going to think, hold on a minute, this is a shortcut for HGVs and stuff. Absolutely, and that's exactly
1: what the main crux of the argument was against it. Now, there was was good proposals for pedestrian access to Eurocentral. I work in Eurocentral. I know how difficult it is for people Mm. on foot. To get from local areas into that estate, it is a nightmare. There would have gone. There was going to be pedestrian improvements, cycling improvements, general roads improvements. You know, to get in and out, basically to to make it more accessible to people coming from the Halton and yeah. Bell Hill area. Now, yeah, absolutely. You can see that there was issues for HGVs. Now they could have, they could have amended their proposals. They could have put HGV restrictions on it. They could have, they could have put bollards on it, so that only people who work in Eurocentral had a pass or something. There were other options they could have looked at. Yeah, if it was too late. The way it was presented initially, yeah. the public were dead against it, and it's died as a result of that. Yeah. You know, So I'm hoping that the council maybe perform a bit better on this panwan corridor. Yeah. Now, the Motherwell section is, is more or less shoe-in because it's already got planning permission because it's already been on the books for a number of years as part of the Ravenscraig development. Yeah. So it should go ahead without any real difficulty, I would imagine. Plus, the area that it's going through is empty already, and everybody already knows there's a dual carriage we come in there, so that should be okay. The Airdrie East, mm, that might mm, maybe just cause a bit of upset. We'll just have to wait and see what what comes about as a result of that. Now, looking at councils who can successfully deliver roads projects, South Lancashire Council... They have a wonderful reputation when it comes to getting these schemes off the ground and built. Uh, the, the Kafkin Relief Road, which they'd pushed for years to get completed, that was one that was proposed in the in the highway plan and was canned as a result of the oil crisis in 1973 and was only completed, what,
0: last year? The year before? A couple of years ago now. I mean, that, we, there is a Kafkin bypass, but it mm-hmm. only went so far. Yep. And it, that was a continuation of that. Mm-hmm. That was um, the yeah, engineering's also, project.
1: Yep, they also had the proposal on East Kilbride to dual uh, Green Hills Road. Or a section of Green Hills Road at uh, uh, Green Hills Road and the uh, and the A726. So I don't know how familiar you are with the A726, but mm. if you were heading towards Straven, it narrows down from dual carriageway to single carriageway for a short length, still within the town of Kilbride. Uh, and then you reach around about, with, I believe, a hotel on the left, and then you turn right onto Green Hills Road. They are now dueling all of that as well as Green Hills Road, so really increasing the capacity. Now the reasoning for that is they are looking to expand Kilbride to the south. Yep. And they're already building hundreds of houses to the south of Green Hills and to the south of East Kilbride. and all that additional traffic is going to be on the roads. And there's also industrial uh, units and things about there as well, uh, you know. So there is going to be a lot of extra traffic in the road. So it will be good. It will be useful. Not just so successful has been the proposals to widen Stuartfield
0: Way. Um, Okay, so Stuartfield Way, this is the one that runs around the north, doesn't it? Around Around the north of East East Kilbride, 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 Because there's a strategic problem here with the corridor. You've got the East Kilbride Expressway on one end, and then you've got the GSO on the other. Yeah. Now, at the moment, you've got a choice. You go through the Kingsway and the Queensway. Mm -hmm. Have I got that right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or you take Stuartfield Way. Um, Stuartfield Way, looking at it's probably the the option that looks best on a map, just to put a new road there.
1: Yeah, this is another hangover of... Poor decision-making on the part of Strathclyde Regional Council. Now, when East Kilbride was constructed, all the major roads were built as dual carriageway. Great idea. That was built in 1957, 58. Great. 20 years later, they decide, yeah, we're going to expand East Kilbride to the north and west. Okay, so we're going to build the new road and we're going to build it from Nersden on the A749 all the way around and we'll connect it to the A726 at Phillips Hill. Brilliant Mm -hmm. idea. Okay. Ah, yeah, but we're just going to build it a single carriageway because we'll save a few quid. Yeah. Uh, We'll leave enough space so we can widen it later oh, well, here we are 40 years later.
0: Yeah, and Where's you know, that room? Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. That road should have been constructed as dual carriageway from day one. Yeah, You wouldn't have these problems. No, People would make just it as accept. a proper
0: bypass rather than so, a northern distributor. Which and it was that built
1: situation has been made worse by the completion of the Glasgow Southern Orbital route, the mm-hmm. A726, because that now chucks you off in a roundabout underneath the the, the flyover at Phillips Hill. That's right. And the most sensible, most straight route to get to Whirlies to take the A725... To mm-hmm. go to Bells Hill or Cote Bridge, whatever, is to use Stuartfield Way. Yeah. It's a nature of the way they've designed it. If they'd provided free flow links to the A726 eastbound
0: yeah. yes. coming
1: off there, everybody would just have used that route and gone down through the town of East Kilbride. But because they've kind of they deliberately yeah. put you in line with Stuartfield Way, it encourages folk to go straight through.
0: Yeah. Uh, is this you in a roundabout way finally admitting that they built that flyover the wrong way? Because I've always said it should be a, a um, G, GSO onto Stuartfield Way.
1: Would that not have made the because problem worse? Because they detrunked the road yeah. after that, didn't they? Did, didn't I, know,
0: I know I know it would have done, but it would have made it better if if we got these dueling proposals. What know? we could Should...
1: build is we could go back to the highway plan right. and build the C ring road that John Cullen devised that's in the in the highway plan, uh, that saw a link from the M seventy three, sorry, from the M seventy three to East Kilbride. Yes. At Purways. There you go, there's mm. your C ring.
0: Brilliant. Or Do the Paisley Hamilton motorway, just build a motorway to the south.
1: You could do that. I mean the dueling actually I never mentioned this earlier, but the line of Green Hills Road, the dueling of that is actually on that same line as the the Paisley to Hamilton motorway. So we've got all these former GGTS corridor schemes coming back. I wonder if they've been sitting in books and councils' offices for years and they're thinking, right, okay, what if I read it? I think a lot of the
0: land was left available. Mm. You certainly see it in areas and it makes things easy. I mean Edinburgh done that, didn't they, with a tram, they always had this nice area where they could put the M eight and so on so yeah. these schemes are kind of following on from that a bit mm-hmm. but well we're just going to have to wait and see so, so
1: yeah everything's gone quiet in Stuartfield way mm-hmm. I don't know if that means it's going to go away there's or some if...
0: councillor that's dead against it there if I know if, yeah. if I can remember correctly
1: there's always there's always one or two that see see some vote winners and, and jump on the bandwagon <laughs> absolutely <laughs> definitely so. definitely okay so that that's probably the kind of three high profile wins. we've got, got some little
0: about. other ones I mean we touched on Cathkin uh, Relief Load which, which has uh which is open, yeah.
1: There's also the Barhead improvements, which you were looking at a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned to me, uh, which is a realignment of the road past the reservoir as you leave Barhead and you're heading for newton Mearns towards the M77. I don't know how familiar anybody is with that road at the moment, but if you go from the M77 to newton Mearns heading for, say, Barhead, bar obviously, mm-hmm. you have to wind and weave around all these reservoirs and down these country roads. But again, because of the expansion, of barhead in recent years and the m77's importance has grown a lot of people use that road um and it's good to see they're going to straighten out a length of it
0: that's right I, I, you know i came across this scheme because i was messing around on uh, google earth yeah and i seen the you know i could actually see where it was going mm-hmm, you know you mm-hmm. could tell where they were building it, yeah you yeah. know so you you can look into that one mm-hmm. as
1: well that's a good one um in terms of glasgow city council I don't believe they have many roads projects. They have the avenues project mm-hmm. which will well has already seen Sucky Hall Street narrowed from four lanes to two. Yep. Um they've taken away the parking. Uh they've put in dedicated cycleways and, and, and trees and things like that, and it all looks very, very pretty and it all seems to be working very well. As we all know, Sucky Hall Street can only have these things as because the M 8s there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's taking all the traffic away. It's one of these things I actually quite like. This this proposal on Socky Hall Street. Uh, I know we're we're always kind of talking about roads and taking away the space to give to other users, but you know you're right, Stuart. Wouldn't be able to do this without the nope. the nope. M8.
1: And the sooner some people realise that, the better.
0: Yes, I'll so um, we'll be cheering for. I'm it. starting to get
1: fed up of a certain aspect of uh, the administration at Glasgow City Council now. Yeah. Trying to talk up this idea that Glasgow City Centre is a congested city centre. Yeah, rubbish. The facts are there. I I I right, well, I invite any of them, if anybody's listening, to take us to Glasgow City Centre, peak and off-peak, mm-hmm. and we will demonstrate to them that Glasgow as a city centre is quieter than any other equivalent city of that because, size.
0: Yeah, it is because it one. I mean, the grid system's a big thing, but the, yep. all the through traffic's been taken out. Heck, yeah. We stood and done a survey, and it was yep. still lower than what it was in the fifties.
1: Yeah, exactly, traffic in Glasgow City Centre is lower mm-hmm. now than it was in 1959 and 1960. And, and 30% lower, in
0: fact. Do you know what the... We, we mentioned this at the talk that we've done recently, is the ridiculousness of it is the most polluting vehicles are still left allowed in the city. It's the buses. The buses and all the... Ta- no, I'm not, I'm not against the buses no. and the taxis and stuff but like that. It's the that. way that they're managed. It is the way that it's managed, and simply putting in bus gates and stopping private cars going through, it's... That's not... Sometimes no, you've you still got
1: thousands of buses trundling up Hope Street yeah. every day. How, um, you are we,
0: know, how are we going to address that? That's the issue I'd like to see.
1: Reopen a bus station in the south side of the exactly. city Exactly, so
0: they're not all sitting on Hope Street right next to the air quality monitoring yeah, station.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> reopen the <laughs> Anderson bus station, have all your buses coming in from the south and the west, terminate at Anderson bus station, Anything coming in from the east and the north goes to Buchanan bus station. And if people want to get from one end of the city centre to the other, have one or two shuttles, but don't have hundreds of buses trundling up Hope Street every day so that they can get to <laughs> Buchanan bus station, that is simply unsustainable. Uh, it's not a good a good, not a good, situation we're in at all. Now, I can understand that they wanted to prioritise Buchanan Street over uh, anything else, and they spent a lot of money on it in the, in the mid-90s, yeah. you know, creating that modern facility. It's a great bus station, it really is. But i think anderson or something like it should have been retained in the south i really yeah. really do and i think that's a big problem anyway we digress
0: we digress can we just talk about one more glasgow thing of course we um can. and um we didn't talk about this in the last podcast but we did finally get an answer back about um the Clyde gateway Phase oh, yes. 3. Yes, indeed. And that was it. used to be called the East End Regeneration Route. So this was the road that they built. Um, I mean, when the Commonwealth Games and stuff happened, there was a new road kind of at Park Head. Yep. And the first part of it was down kind of south of the river, yep. um, which connected from the M74 at Palmadie. And then yep. Phase 2 <clears throat> was this kind of bypass it of was all that stuff. It was kind
1: of like a half-baked East Link motorway.
0: It was, uh, yeah, but for students with traffic lights and cycling. Yeah, rides, it was, it was, kind was of on the same e- line, but it was... Yeah. Aye. But the last bit of this was the most ambitious part of the project, and this is where it would actually link up with Proven, and it was yeah. using an old railway alignment. Yep. There was, what was going to be in this, an elevated kind of section of this. Yes. With From a, Parkhead
1: Bypass North, yeah.
0: That's right, that would go over and tuck behind the car garage, mm-hmm. and there would also be... a. Uh, it was a great separated junction. Yeah, wasn't with, it more... Alexan-
1: not always at that point, but Glasgow- Edinburgh Road. Sorry, Edinburgh yeah, Road. That's yeah.
0: right. It is a tricky, a tricky bit. Uh, but there was a proposal for this, and this all suddenly went quiet. Mm. This was meant to be funded by City Deal, so we we, we did ask the question. We did. But...
1: We, I, I put a question and I made an approach to Glasgow City Council. Uh, Asking what the status of the project was, and they confirmed to us that at the moment there are no plans to take it forward. It's not been formally cancelled, but there's no funding in place for it, Mm -hmm. so it can't move forward. Some
0: advance works happened for this. That's the strange thing. Some clearance stuff did happen for this, and the ground is all very still earmarked. I think it's a political issue, personally.
1: Probably is, and it'll come back in 10 or 15 years' time, and it'll cost three times as much as it could have if they just built it now.
0: Well, so what happens when you get Green Councillors in? (laughs) So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> these well. are the views of John Hassel, not of the Glasgow Motorway Archive, we should say. But he's, uh, yeah, that, that you, is think, only a theory. That's a theory, um, John. Yes, I'm alleging on that, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some truth in it. To be fair, I think there was some influence, probably. But it's, some influence it's not
0: wrong, you know. You do have parties with a particular agenda, and these people are only representing their constituents in a, a way that you know they feel you're right. is best. No, you're so. right.
1: You're absolutely right. Right.
0: anyway how, how are we for time can we quickly talk yes. about some other couple we'll of get, schemes we've
1: we'll got a couple other schemes to talk about here that are non-city deal schemes and these I know aren't. you have an interest in those
0: yeah I do I mean we've got um, the, the couple of ones actually the Ayrshire ones that we've got here
1: Ayrshire yes good old
0: Ayrshire good old Ayrshire these are Transport Scotland ones so first one we've got is the Dalry bypass which actually opened up on the 30th of May this year so it did seven months ahead of schedule do you know what's terrible I've not seen it yet <gasps> I don't know. Have you seen it? No, no. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to go down and see this one here. So this scheme provided a bypass that kind of swung round, kind of to the east and the the, the south, yeah. um, bypassing Darai, which was al- always a bottleneck. Oh, Thirty-one point two million. And it's it a good, was, it's a good value for the scheme
1: because I was, I, well, I was really surprised by that viaduct that they've had to build that, for that.
0: I've, I've heard a few people who have, um, I just want to put this politely, but uninformed opinions about it, have said it's very expensive for that amount of road built, but they don't consider the fact of the viaduct. Yeah, the viaduct is uh, huge. It's very impressive. It the road is a kind of a two plus one alignment, mm-hmm. so it's got the uh, overtaking lanes yeah, that go yeah. through it. Um, who was it? Was it Farron's Road Bridge, G D. Yes. To, so, yeah, that's right. Yep, not and it's well, it was well ahead of schedule. It was yeah. one of these dream schemes. It just all went so well.
1: I think it's the first one that's actually finished ahead of schedule for a wee seven, while actually. Seven yeah. months.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was good, and and Transport Scotland done well with it to, to kind of publicise it, and they had people out opening it and cutting the ribbon and a ceremony. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what? Good. Good. We don't do that enough. No, I don't um, think so. so. And in
1: Derry, a place that has been plagued by by traffic um, for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's going to be a real relief for
0: Absolutely. them. It really will. Do you know, so I'm hoping, and this is not a criticism, but I'm hoping one day it will be continued slightly round Dalry to time with the B road that goes down and joins the new three towns bypass. Because of course, uh, further down the 737, the you've got this mm-hmm. kind of um, mm-hmm. further problem of, a winning, yeah. That, yeah, and Strathclyde
1: just... Region had a proposal to bypass all of these towns yeah. uh, many years ago. The Darrow bypass is
0: good. It, it really is, but generally when I'm wanting to go down that way, I generally take the B road over the And Yeah,
1: I mean, winning, I think, really should be next. If you're going to bypass anything else in the 737, you yeah. really need to bypass Cowinning. Well, there's
0: other little investments, aren't there? They're doing the bit of the den. Just north. Yeah, straightening it out. They're also yeah. looking at the, the Beath Bypass, which is uh, unsuitable anymore, so they're doing some works to, some to improve that, but it's a bit well, more yeah. vague and nebulous about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll update you, yeah. you know. Um, and the bigger one of the two of these schemes, then, is... Well, Maybell Bypass.
1: Another one Strathclyde Region had in the books 45 yes. years ago.
0: So this one actually started construction on the 22nd of May. Yes, yeah, good. And, do you know it's... Because of the schemes, it's actually very much the same price. So this is thirty-one and a half million.
1: I think it only has five or six structures. Um, even though it's long,
0: there aren't many structures. Um, This goes slightly to the west of of um, Liverpool. Yeah, it goes around again, just like Dalry. It's a two plus one. So you have those overtaking lanes. Yes, go through, which I uh, think's good to provide that. Very much needed for these things, Mm -hmm. and that's a Wills Brothers.
1: That's right. Northern Irish contractor. They, funnily enough, are the contractor who are widening Green Hills Road in East Cobridge, mm-hmm. the City Deal. They're also doing these airport improvements. I think I mentioned that earlier uh, out at the airport. So a good yep. medium-sized contractor who've come in and scooped up some work, seem so to do a good job. I think they did Westlink in Inverness. Did they? Yeah, they did. I think they did. Um, you know, so yeah, they're, they're, they're picking up schemes like that. Good. Yeah, that's good to see. that's, no, good that's, to see that's
0: yeah, absolutely. And um, I know you're you're readying. The tram booklets. I am. You can tell. Um, just a little bit of an update. Anybody's driving up to Erskine Bridge these days, they will notice that the junction twenty nine A uh that creation- not finished yet. <laughs> not finished Why not? <laughs> well, they done it in two ways, didn't they? They they kind of had the first part where they where they, they done some of the earthworks and then had settlement. So they left sake. it to settle. This this isn't a Transport Scotland scheme. This is the BAE systems who are doing this for the new Ah, Dark Aval development. That's right. So what they've done was they've left it to settle and now they're back at it. And back at it in force. Uh, I mean, there's black being laid already. Oh, my goodness. There's lighting columns up. The curbs are in. It's great. So um, if you can safely look at it, I would advise you do so. I I might
1: even need to consider venturing out that far west and and having a look.
0: Do it on one of our excursions through there. So um, (laughs) When's that opening? That's next year believe it or not as advanced as it's looking just now the the official date is still next year well it'll make so a big difference just, just be aware of that little bit of disruption on the A8 uh, which goes over the motorway and the you know the m 8s actually down to I I, I
1: just look forward to seeing how all this traffic is going to squeeze into lane 1 to get off firstly there and then a quarter of a mile later off to Erskine Bridge because they already there's already nightmare scenarios there at peak times trying to get a lane one for, for Erskine. Yeah. Do
0: you know it's actually worse? You're assuming it's good weather mm-hmm. and everyone goes, going Let's north. go to Loss, yeah. <laughs> really, they
1: probably should have added an additional lane,
0: I think so. But and we'll, have
1: one drop off for Erskine Bridge or something,
0: yeah. I've, I've always thought that would be a mm-hmm. good idea yeah. through there, but then you this railway line problem
1: don't worry about the railway line look at the GGTS we're going to squeeze on our motorway connection in there from the Paisley Hamilton motorway direct
0: yeah that's a, that's a miracle if I've ever seen When I'm just <laughs> glancing at the map there so uh, listen Stuart that's all I got unless you can think of any other little schemes going on in areas no, that might be worth a mention
1: not really the only other thing is the same I said the mother Motherwell are doing a, a city deal scheme around about the train station uh, they have finally confirmed that the Motherwell inner ring road will never be completed in the, the way that it was intended to be so there will never be a complete two way ring road around Motherwell Town Centre. Uh, anybody who's familiar with Motherwell, um, and, and I am, um, mm-hmm. will know that if you come up the A721 from Bells Hill and you want to go um, south or west on the A723, um, you can't just simply go from one roundabout to the next. You have to go all the way around the town centre mm-hmm. uh, to get back on yourself because past the railway station, there's only a one-way link. Um, Muir Street just can't accommodate two-way traffic. No. Uh, and there was this proposal that's been on the books since the 70s, designed by Scott Wilson, Kirkpatrick, and John Collin was involved, uh, where they were going to build a two-way road behind the existing uh, sort of a tenement box on Muir Street, but in front of the railway. They are going to squeeze a road through there. They've now said, yeah, they're going to build that, but it's going to be for buses and taxis only. Uh, <laughs> and it'll still only be one way, uh, uh, so, right. so normal traffic won't be able to use it. The theory is, and they have a bit of a point, that the upgrade of the... The, the dual carriageway through Ravenscraig and this Eastern Bypass will, will take through traffic away from there. It will, but it will still be a pain if you want to go, say, from um, North Motherwell um, to Hamilton Road yeah. via the town centre. You, you're always going to have to go all the way around the Ring Road, and, that, and that's over over um, uh, overused and congested I, already.
0: I'm just, you know, so there's a wide point, just to round this all off. I'm gonna love it, you know. Maybe a year or two when we sit down, we hopefully we're still doing the podcast, and we can look at these schemes once they're done and kind yeah. of review them and go, well, it's great, you yeah, know, or maybe no, they should have done this, or no, I'm not so happy for that.
1: Mm-hmm. No, definitely, it so, will be worth looking at. But
0: no, I think uh, there's, there's lots well, of little things. I mean, there's little things that you can do, you can get great benefits from. Yeah. Big things. So, and I think no, we'll, we'll
1: make this we feature a regular thing every maybe every six months or so. We'll talk bring these about, schemes up again, yeah. and we'll just talk about progress and any any changes or anything that's happened, and we'll keep you up to date because we know you're not just interested in the historic stuff. We know people are interested in, in the current, current scheme, stuff. That's yeah. obvious coming through some of the questions that we get, you know. So we're more than happy to talk about that. We'll talk about it's any great in Scotland.
0: We still build roads. Shame for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just
1: cancelled the one that they probably needed more than any other. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a that, view.
0: That's a whole other issue. Yes, it is. so we, Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what have I got here? What do you hear? What do you hear? Uh, I hear a polypocket Pocket with some ancient-looking pamphlets in it. Yes. Bedecked with Strathclyde
1: Regional Council and Strathclyde Transport logos. The okay. best logo ever. Um, which, by the way, thanks for the, all the assistance that you people, you fine, fine listeners, gave us on Twitter and Facebook a couple of weeks ago when I asked the question about if there was a font or a typeface or whatever for that logo. And we got to the bottom of it. The, the answer was no, there isn't. It was a design by someone. Um, and I am now in the process of getting one made up. Um, for the office here, so thank you for all that assistance. I was delighted yeah. to get to the bottom it's gonna of It's going to be so cool. So we get a big yes.
0: backlit Strathclyde yes.
1: sign. I will certainly share some photos of that when we, when we get to that stage. Excellent. But, but anyway, let's talk about this. So this is our regular from the archive feature. John, you have a couple. I'll keep a couple. <laughs> Multiple copies. Yeah. Um So this is the Strathclyde tram, and this was a proposal put forward by Strathclyde Transport in the early to mid nineteen nineties, shortly before they were dissolved. Um, To build a tram line from Easter House all the way to Mary Hill via the A8 Edinburgh Road, Alexandra Parade, Glasgow City Centre, Great Western Road via the tunnels through Kelvin Bridge and Botanic Gardens that people are always talking about, and up to Mary Hill at the Shopping Centre. Wonderful proposal. Linking two of the poorest areas of the city with the city centre and some of the most well-off areas through the West End. Yeah, Fantastic proposal. Totally. A single line initially, and they then intended to build further lines out to the south side mm-hmm. and various other points using existing streets using existing tunnels, with only one or two bridges required.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the route actually is kind of on some, well, I'm not going to say offline, but non-road sections. Uh, but no, like a tram, it's, so it's to, on the road.
1: Yeah, so let's give you a kind of idea of what the route would have been. So if, for anybody who knows Glasgow Fort, for example, Westerhouse Road, which is a dual carriageway that you use at Junction 10 to access it, the trams would have been running over that bridge. Yeah. You know, heading down towards Edinburgh Road. They would have gone right up to the Shandwick, uh, is it Shandwick Centre in Easter House, the old shopping centre, and right round there into the, the residential areas there. I don't believe
0: there. that's a free, uh, precinct I frequented. It's, but, um, no, but, I th-
1: yeah, it's a covered over shopping centre, quite old now. Right. Um, all the way down through Tine, um you know, areas like that, there would have been another line, a, a link through Rokhese and Garthamlach, you know, it, it was just about connecting every major area of the city that needed to be in the east, southwest. west.
0: this ticks all the kind of uh, green boxes, doesn't it? Because yeah. you get places with kind of low car ownership yeah. and you, you're, you're wanting to kind of promote something like this. It's, it's fascinating. It's a problem with the podcast, isn't it? We're sitting here looking through it and wish you guys could see it. I, I We're going to pre- have to share yeah. this, aren't we? You, you know? know we have
1: the blogs and podcast page on the website now. Um, I will certainly... Uh, get some grabs of this up in the next couple of days oh, so that, that people great. can go up and have a look. But really, I mean, this would have been a wonderful proposal. Now, what happened to it? It mm. came It came three or four years too early. It was proposed in the mid-90s. Um, some cities in England and, and um, others, maybe Wales possibly, had tram proposals at that time.
0: Yep.
1: Only a handful went through. We know Metrolink did in Manchester. Sheffield, I believe, did as well. Yes. Croydon, they did. Croydon's
0: got a tram. Yep.
1: For some reason, and I've never quite got to the bottom of it. Glasgow didn't. It got to the public inquiry stage, um, where they were going to decide because for trams you need a, you need legislation, you need royal assent, you know, you need provisional orders and things like that. Um, the public inquiry began on the eighteenth of March, nineteen ninety-six, and I believe it was kicked out after one day.
0: One day. One day. It was
1: a political On decision. All these
0: glossy booklets we've got just now and all the effort for this, it, it wasn't really yep. considered for any long length of time. It was anyone.
1: kicked out after one day and I think it could have been the greatest single public transport element that Glasgow had has ever had.
0: Right.
1: Or ever will have.
0: I I totally agree. Right, okay. Um, Slight tangent here, but um, we have a subway in Glasgow. Yes. There was big proposals, um, I think it was about 10, 10, 15 years ago, to expand the subway by by providing another loop in the East End. Yeah. The cost of this was astronomical. Um, We're talking billions, and it's due really to the kind of geology of the city. Yeah. A tram is far more cost-effective it's easier to build now nothing's impossible in engineering you keep saying this but yeah. this thing it's actually all very feasible and that's the tragedy of it sure yeah you know there are a lot of people i mean i've seen you know there's a certain group out there that's advocating expansion of the subway and things like that but this this kind of thing is far more this feasible. is
1: sensible this is far more feasible yeah i know here's a, here's a couple of lines here from one of the publicity brochures that we have oh great um it says here uh Stops will be conveniently located close to the amenities and communities they serve. Uh, Segregation of the tram routes and prioritised signalling at junctions will provide a quick and reliable service. For example, the journey between Carntyne and the city centre will be 10 minutes by tram Mm -hmm. compared to 17 minutes by bus. And I'd hazard a guess that it's probably even longer now that journey by bus given traffic increases since. Well, I don't know. Corridor. I mean, we've got the
0: seventy-four now, haven't we?
1: Mm-hmm. The proposed route for Line One is approximately twenty kilometres long and runs from Maryhill through the city centre to Easterhouse. This project makes the Edinburgh tram system look like a toy <laughs> train.
0: <laughs> I was actually going to hope see what we we're going to get through talking about Strathclyde tram. Without talking about Edinburgh tram. No, I don't think you can talk
1: about any trams without, without bringing to up Edinburgh. the Edinburgh tram. Yeah, I um, mean, system. this is to put it at the t- you know to really put it in the context of the time when it was being proposed. they have got some quotes. Um, from one or two uh, Glasgow famous Glasgow people at the time, so uh, Vera Wisefield and her husband Gerald founded one of the most successful fashion retail chains and became millionaires when they sold it off. So they've just opened a new Wisefield Centre in Candle rigs Now, I remember when that went into the old Goldbergs <laughs> building and it lasted a few years before it shut down. But they're, they're, they're <laughs> giving a few quotes here. She's uh, saying, I remember my father predicting that the population shift would reverse and people would come back to live." and say, blah, blah, blah. She's quite right. Yeah. That did happen eventually. Uh, they've got Ferbus, Fergus McCann of... Uh, Celtic Football Club saying it's good to see trams back in Glasgow streets. will bring back memories of a bygone age. You know, it's all it's all quotes like this, and you know they're absolutely right. And it, 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 I mean, it could have been done.
0: It is, and it's funny. I'm actually seeing the phrase light rail. Yeah, being it, used it, it here. It is almost light rail. yeah. Light rail. That's a funny one. So it's it's kind of the halfway between. Tram and rapid transit, and um, you know, heavy rail, traditional trains, you know. So, yeah. that's just it. Well, they did kind of have something a few years ago with this Clyde Fastlink that that was going to be light rail, which then was downgraded to a guided busway, and it's now just yeah. buses.
1: It just, I don't know, we just seem to have real difficulty in moving these things forward. Yeah, now, the, one of the main reasons that I brought this in this month is because it is being discussed again as part of these uh infrastructure. Uh, yes. Proposals that we mentioned last month. And remember, I was moaning that they'd brought all these projects back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were calling them radical and new when they were nothing of the kind. And this this kind of shows why. But it's, yeah. it's good that they brought it back. It is good that
0: they're bringing them back. It doesn't need to be put back on the table, yeah. definitely. I don't but, think you're going to get something maybe but, exactly in this form. What you know, again, I want but. to
1: know is why it didn't go ahead. I have searched high and low for information on why ultimately it didn't proceed. Was it the Scottish Office? Were they not behind it? Was it the government? at that time did they not buy into it did they cancel it because of that was it was it a funding issue i don't know i want to know the answer please let me know if you know
0: you said it happened in the mid-90s yes well you've got to remember at that point that was when people were really turning against road building that's when all the big protests were going through yes this isn't a road project why why did this end up having that you know such a sealed fate so quickly and it certainly wouldn't have cost
1: the 700 million edinburgh's cost
0: yeah well Yes. On our Edinburgh special podcast we will do one day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's I not mean. many um, roads to talk about on that, so we'll no. probably just talk about no cycling and trams.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some <laughs> great visualisations of these trams going through they some are. of the streets and things, and they're absolutely wonderful. And there's it's it's a, a stunning image of it passing in front of Kelvin Grove Museum.
0: Do you know what's a sh- another scheme similar to this? I'm bad for digressing, but Glasgow Crossrail was another thing that kind of has come up and back forward a oh, few times about yeah, connecting. I know, don't even. Yeah, don't And even. That, that seems to go and disappear, and that's something i I would mean, like we, to
1: see. we often complain that road schemes didn't go ahead and didn't get built, but really, public transportation, it's, it's the same a issue. Lot of fame, and yeah. a lot of people wonder why people use the body roads. You know, <laughs> as, uh, you know, a lot of these things, these things that would make public transportation so much more accessible and easy for people. Absolutely. And they don't get built.
0: Crazy. Yeah. But rounding that off, you will be able to see some of that at some point in the future. We'll love to share some of it. So you know, check out the social media. We'll have some stuff. And if you know anything, you know, as Stuart was saying yeah. about why it was cancelled. Please or, let us know.
1: Yeah. Please, please, please. Uh, we'll check out the blogs and podcast page I very soon. I will have some screen grabs and things up there for you to look at. So that if you've listened to us and you want to have a, have a look at it in some detail, you'll be able to see it on there. Excellent. Right.
0: Right. Should we get on to the questions then, Stuart? Yes, let's have them. Right, okay. So there are a few this week. Um, Chris from Twitter is first. And Chris asks, the A726 is now disjointed at darnley newton Mans due to the Bosby bypass.
1: I think that's the Glasgow Solar orbital that he's talking about.
0: Yes. has to be. Let's let's assume it is. Just to
1: clarify that for anybody listening.
0: Okay. Okay. Is there... Or was there uh, some plan to do anything with it? Extend it to Paisley somehow, perhaps?
1: Not the scheme that was built, not the Glasgow Southern orbital. However, the scheme that preceded that, which is probably the Paisley to Hamilton motorway, within the Glasgow Greater Glasgow Transportation Study, mm-hmm. um, that would have skirted around East Kilbride and Hamilton as well. Um, but th- that that never went ahead, and the GSO is kind of the stopgap measure, um, you know, to bypass Eaglesham, and uh, and. Busby, as you say, so no, there really wasn't any proposal to do anything else with it to extend it to Paisley or anything like that Um, I know that at one point there was a proposal um, to widen the railway bridge at Knits Hill on the A726 uh, yeah. that is a bit of a bottleneck on that whole route because most of that is already dual carriageway from Paisley to, you know, from Hurlitt um, out to the M77, I think if they dealt with the railway bridge, um, that could make for a nice effective corridor there um, you know, taking you the, to the M77 But no, certainly there was no proposal to do anything further with the Glasgow Southern Orbital.
0: It's a shame, really. Yeah. A great fantasy project of mine, that. Definitely. So, um, well, here's a familiar name. Uh, It's Robert Jennings. Oh, good old Robert. Hello, Robert. Uh, Robert's on Twitter. And Robert asks, if all planned Glasgow roads were completed, what would the city look like today? Would traffic jams exist? Would we now be looking at building more to alleviate problems? I'd love to see the roads as planned run through simulation.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's very difficult to see whether there would be no congestion at all because the GGTS was designed for traffic flow predictions between 1990 and the year 2000, mm-hmm. or 20 years beyond that now, and traffic flows are considerably higher than they were even at that stage.
0: The GGTS done something with population, didn't it? Yeah. This is what killed it. Is yeah. it overestimated the population overest-
1: massively? Yeah. Overestimated-, <laughs> overestimated the population Um, Yeah, overestimated the population um, by quite a quite a margin.
0: Mm.
1: As a result of that, the traffic predictions were spot on. But when people started to panic and go, "Oh no, no, no! This is too high. This is not realistic." Yeah, it was it was considered to be rubbish. Yeah, but the traffic predictions actually were spot on. on. It's the population. What they hadn't considered is that more households would have more cars. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, those proposals. So, yeah, so uh, the traffic predictions for them are great. So, but 20 years later, I don't know. I mean, would it have been congestion-free or would more people just use the roads or would there be still be pinch points?
0: This is dragging up this um, induced demand, demand thing, thing, isn't it? Yeah. So if you, if you build it, they will come, or so people say, to but, be well, honest with you. You don't build it for them not to come. Well, that's what it is. I mean, if you, if you built a road and then nobody used it, or it had low utilisation, then people would be complaining about that, wouldn't they? Absolutely. You know, the fact that roads are busy and, dare I say, sometimes congested is um, a positive metric of you know, what, what you set out to do with these things. Um, I'm just going to say it. If all the schemes in the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study were taken forward, yes, the city would flow a lot better. Yeah, you would, have more. you would have many more the options. The thing is because... Yes, that's the word. It's options, you know, and uh, you've got corridors that serve certain things. Now, here's the thing, right? If I'm going from, you know, your house here, uh, you know, Stuart near Eurocentral, and I'm trying to get back to Bishopton, mm-hmm. I've got two options that lead to one, M8 or M74, but I'm still on the M8. Yeah. But otherwise, I could have had a, a Paisley Hamilton motorway yep. I could have used, or I could have had a Northern um motorway going around that you know you're having kind of Lomond motorway that would swing out or even going further that northern orbital road camps expressway exactly now you think about that traffic that we've got going through the m8 there a hundred thousand vehicles and then spread that out over these mm-hmm. things yeah the thing is with these roads they probably the negative aspect would be they might have encouraged sprawl so we might have found that things would you know kind of uh business parks retail parks yeah. satellite things would start mm-hmm. being built outside maybe there would be a far more of a decentralised population possibly maybe we'd end up with all these little dormitories and commuter towns and stuff and we could have had an issue there so it would have been
1: much more of a conurbation than a, than a city yeah which was that, kind of the point of that I suppose I think
0: so I think it would just spread Glasgow out quite a bit but I still think that it would be a lot better I too
1: that. would love to see a simulation done yeah. And uh, we did have a, we did have an email. Remember, we got an email from a student a couple of years ago mm-hmm. who said that they were going to try and do it as a project, but it never came to anything. It mm-hmm. would be good if we could get one of the traffic modelling companies' uh, consultants on board uh, to come and do some simulations for us to see how it would work today. That's maybe a project for the future. Yeah. Actually, that, that would be a great comparison. It would be. Yeah, it be, would really be a be. good
0: point to use in any arguments against a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. You know
1: yeah i mean it could be interesting i mean we could run the simulation and then find that actually things wouldn't be much better in which case then you would go well okay fair enough but at least we would know you know it'd be good to be able to say well actually this wouldn't have worked
0: yeah perhaps and then something more would have had to come you know something they say you can't build your way out of congestion but glasgow sure as hell tried yeah (laughs) you know it's one of those things but you can look at cities i mean like houston and see how many urban motorways they have and Congestion sadly does exist.
1: Yeah. You know. You're right.
0: But they don't have any public transport or no, the, the extensive they don't, public transport. Right. Yeah. So this thing would need to work in tandem with something like a great tram system, like rail system, expanded subway. Yada yada yada. I mean but just think about all those local roads and streets that would be, you know, much calmer if mm-hmm. these proposals happened. Oh, yeah. But we can only dream, Robert. It's a great point. Um it's 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 actually kind of a massive question there we can spend ages on, but I'm gonna have to move on to Alistair Mackay who has asked us a few questions before, so hello, Alistair.
1: Or is it Alistair McKay? Or is it McKay? I, I, Alistair, please let me know, because we, we, we do like to get people's names right.
0: Wait a minute. I think if it's got a K in it, then it's Mackay. so it should be Alistair McKay. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't the point. <laughs> um, he asks, which part of the Glasgow Motorway Network um, is the scariest to drive? Uh, for me, it's the junction with the expressway after leaving Kingston Bridge. Feel like I almost break my neck checking over my shoulder.
1: So that that's coming north off the Kingston Bridge down on the on the Clydeside Expressway from the West Street on ramp. You know where you where you merge in with the traffic coming from or Street. You know mm. you're chucked off the the ramp right into lane one of the Clydeside Expressway. You have yeah, this like is like the, the give.
0: It's not a giveaway line, but it's, it's but people like to stop down here and you nearly go into the back of them. Yeah, that 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 <laughs> is one. Um, what what do I find quite scary? Hmm. Probably Clyde Tunnel Expressway. Um, when coming off to go into the Clyde Tunnel, so you're heading uh, west on the expressway, and you've got the share anywhere you've got shared on and offs are always yes, a bit funny. Definitely. I also find just just another one is M seventy seven M seventy four Plantation oh, that's when bad. if you're yeah. coming off the M seventy seven northbound and you're wanting to go turn round by using the loop, mm-hmm. that's that's daring. Yeah, that is daring doing that. Yeah, but it's cool. Uh, and funnily enough, I don't, I don't think there are that many accidents uh, with these things. I think people are just so careful. Yeah. about it. Yeah, I think that's one I think
1: scary. scary joining the M eight Westbound from Great Western Road, you take the loop, you hit a give way just next to Stowe College and there's traffic flying on from the West Graham Street slip. Yeah. And you only see them within about a second of when they're actually going to be on top of you. And yeah. you have to fly out of there as quickly as possible i won't say at 90 mile an hour because of nick's listening he might be waiting for us <laughs> um, but you have to get out of that junction rather quickly yeah um and get onto the <laughs> think on in the motorway the best you can i
0: know that you know i don't ever use that slip but i think i have um i think i've been in the car and somebody it's has done scary.
1: it it can be scary at busy times in particular
0: absolutely and then of course it's dropping just around the yeah. corner for yep. yep yeah that 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 yeah, great question, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. No,
1: definitely. Well, Alistair, thank you very much for that. I um, appreciate that question.
0: Absolutely. Right, we have another question from a gentleman called Duncan McKnight. I don't think we've ever heard anything no, from I Duncan d- before. I don't know, it must be a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, hello, Duncan. Um, great to meet you the other day, by the way. Just yeah, to that say was that. good. Was Thanks nice. for that, Duncan. Um, So, on Facebook, Duncan asks Given its height and how exposed it is, has the Kingston Bridge ever been affected by high winds or bad weather?
1: Oh, yes, it has. It was a day in my career Stuart. that was a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, January 2011, 4th mm-hmm. of January 2011, 100 mile an hour winds, a sting jet, as they like to call them, formed as it came in through the central belt, wind mm-hmm. gusts and ex- exceeding 100 mile an hour. I still have screen grabs and photos from Kingston Bridge showing three or four overturned trucks, about yeah. uh, three or four lorries blew over before they eventually decided closing the kingston bridge mm-hmm. and the bridge was closed for a number of hours until they were all recovered yes. on the same day there were a number of other issues erskine bridge was closed for because the usual suspects kingston was closed the high loop from the m8 to the m73 southbound was closed i yeah. also got called out uh, an overturned lorry on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yes wild wild conditions um so yes it has been and that's the only one i know of that's not to say that there haven't been others through the years Mm-hmm. Uh, there probably have been. Uh I again, if I can find any of my photos from any of the overturned lorries, I'll I'll dig them out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Right. The last question, as usual, has two questions embedded in it. So this one's from Beerche on Twitter. Okay. So part one is why did the M eight not more closely follow the railway alignment at Kinning Park, like it does through Cardonald. It wiggles about 200 metres to the north and took out quite a few blocks of tenements and warehouse units. Know any of the reasons for this?
1: This is all to do with the merge with the M77, which at that time was proposed. Uh, Given the number of lanes and things coming on from there, I think it was felt that they needed to pull the motorway in a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. The railway was just too far to the south there to allow for a, a, a decent connection with the proposed M77. So to allow that to curve round and sufficiently bypass the railway, but also the school at Bella Houston, which was there as well, had to clear that. So it was designed, that's that's the reason that it's not next to the railway there.
0: Um, it's a road design reason, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah, simple as that. It was to do with roads design. It just would
0: have been just too tight. Yep. So, um, okay, um, the second part of his question here. I'm already reading this and smiling. Uh, Not sure about Stuart's negative reaction to the Connectivity Commission report. They're not the ones to get annoyed with. Yes, it's old ideas, but they're simply calling for them to be built. Anger should be directed at Glasgow City Council, the Scottish Government, for not doing it sooner.
1: You know, he's got a point. He's got he has got he has got a point. He's got a point. I perhaps was a bit unfair on the, the Connectivity commission, uh, commission um and the and their proposals. The, the thing that I did object to was the fact, as I said last month, and I will say again, and I think I said earlier, was they were describing some of these projects as being new and radical when really they were nothing of the kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that aside, he's right, Glasgow City Council and the Scottish Government really should be criticised for not doing these things sooner. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about current Glasgow City Council and Scottish Government these government agencies and, and whatnot going back decades yeah. really have to take responsibility for that. They talk you know, all, all governments talk up their, their their investment in public transport. But mm-hmm. it's it's really is quite insufficient. I mean again we sit we're sitting in reports from nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties proposing these schemes for public transport and very few of them, if any, have been built. Yeah. I mean I think the last major one that got built was the, the Lark Hall extension of the railway, the rail network.
0: What do you mean Edry Oh, and we've got
1: Airdrie re- Bathgate as well, bath I suppose. Game,
0: can, there's, there's quite a lot of electrification but, work that's going yeah, on, but nothing
1: high-profile. You know? <laughs> right, okay, electrification's good because yeah. it gets these diesel trains off, fine. But these services already exist. Yeah. You know, we want to see new services as well. I mean, we're talking about a Blytheswood Square Station and the, G- the GGTS, it's never happened. So, you know, Crossrail.
0: We, we agree with the Connectivity Commission. It's just that we are... F- feeling kind of like these are not even no, as you uh, say
1: yeah i know i don't entirely agree with the connectivity commission because because
0: priority stuff they, they're and, talking
1: about bustling priority in the motorway system which i don't right, think is okay. achievable they're also and again they are also saying that glasgow is a congested city center which mm-hmm. it isn't i'm sorry but it isn't and again they're, they're trying to blame cars for the problems of air quality in the city center when it's the buses as we discussed this earlier now
0: point. i am
1: yep. not pro car i'm not pro road in any way I am pro-transportation. I will make that clear because people will be saying, that's a typical pro-car guy sitting there giving us all this rubbish. It has nothing to do with that. I just think they have been selective with their information about about how things have been proposed and how they're going to be taken forward. I think that does a disservice to the report. I think it has been angled in such a way as to make it more appealing over other forms of investment and I don't agree with that yeah. because we again we look at reports from the 60s and the 70s that combine all these forms of transport and consider them equally balanced against one another yeah. and that in my view is the way it should be done Yeah, uh, and it should be done by I, I like to say not people who are branding, branding themselves experts people who actually have a working knowledge of you transport you
0: mean a scheme done by engineers
1: possibly yeah transport planners yeah maybe even some planners mm-hmm. although that would worry me a bit you know but um you know people actually have okay. real working knowledge of transportation and how these systems work so yeah i will take the point i will take the point i, I was we're... a bit harsh on them but uh yeah
0: it's uh broken some ground here in the history of the glasgow motorway archive podcast so the first question that is actually a row mm. <laughs> which I is please... great we, we love use, this. If you, if, if, I if, love this when people yeah, come back we, and they, 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 they feed back to us. Yeah, I think that's great. That's exactly you know? why we're here. Um, we, we, and we can discuss these points so because we
1: want to discuss points absolutely we don't want to just talk to you all the time about and you know give you information <laughs> we like, we like to interact
0: I mean we do talks don't we uh Stuart where we do do talks and we'll, we'll talk about that for yeah. a bit and it's great to interact with folks so mm-hmm. please do right I'm out of questions do we have any more was there any last minute ones Stuart that you can remember from the computer
1: no that's all for this month right if Excellent. you have any more please feel free to submit <laughs> okay right what's next so we're going to talk about some upcoming. Features and events for us from from the Glasgow Motorway Archive point of view. Mm -hmm. The first one, which a number of people will have seen a week or two ago, was the leaflets
0: that we've produced. Finally.
1: (laughs) These are information leaflets that tell you all about who we are and what we do and why we do it. And a number of people got in touch to say that they wanted one. Mm -hmm. Now, we aren't just going to give these leaflets away um, because we have limited resources we you know we're a non-profit organization um so what i am going to do is i'm going to open it up to people to see that if you want a leaflet we will be looking for a small donation um to pay to cover the cost of the postage and to make a, a, you know a a slight Mm -hmm. donation towards the cost of the leaflet as well now details on how you can do that will be coming in the next week or so um but again it'll be a small donation of something that you think is is reasonable um it'll probably be no less than two pounds right enough because I see we need to cover the postage and be able to send it out plus make something on that so so there will be some of that coming and i'm sure you appreciate that um you know we can't just give them away as much as we would love to Mm -hmm. um that said we have been accepted onto the doors open days program for glasgow for 2019 yay And in the week commencing the 16th of September, so 16th to the 23rd of September, please note these dates in your diary. We will be doing two talks, one on the Thursday evening at 6.30pm and one on the Saturday afternoon at 3pm. Both of those will be held in the Mitchell Library. They will be free to attend. There will be leaflets available there, but that Mm -hmm. is a few months down the line. Okay,
0: we will remind everyone about Every, yeah. this and there know, will be
1: so... a lot of publicity coming out about this in the coming weeks and months yeah. Okay, now that is it. one aspect of doors open days for us mm-hmm. I'm also delighted to announce that we will also in collaboration with Glasgow Archives at the Mitchell Library be holding an exhibition throughout the month of September talking all about the history of the Glasgow motorway system yeah. how it came about how it developed how it was constructed, and what we've ended up with. It will tell the story. We're also hopeful that there may be some items on display from our archive, from their archives, which you will be able to look at. Mm-hmm. Okay, now You might not be able to touch them, but you'll be able to see some of the reports and things like that. They will be there to look at, there to see. Okay, now that's going to be happening throughout the month of September. Now, I don't have dates nailed down for that yet, no. but I am delighted to announce here and now that the titles of both the talks and the exhibition will be Glasgow, Motorway City. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, and we are really looking forward to getting involved mm-hmm. in that. Um,
0: it's going to be a big year for us. Yep. It if has anybody
1: well. has any suggestions or ideas or things you would like to see mm-hmm. at the exhibition or discussed at the talks, which John and I will be giving, um, then please send them to yeah. us. If you would like to make a contribution towards the cost of us being able to hold this exhibition in the first place, please get in touch. Yeah. Um, any financial contributions to us would be very welcome at this time. We have a number of fundraising things coming up that we're going to try to get some funds together yeah. to do some of these things, but you can appreciate at the moment, as a non-profit organisation, um, these things cost money.
0: Absolutely. And, and if it's
1: going to be as good as it can be, The more money we have, the better we can do.
0: Yeah, the more Um, content we can get out there, the better the website, the more podcasts we can do, the better equipment we can get.
1: Absolutely. So any support that you can offer would be most welcome. Get in touch with us if it's something you would like to discuss. All right. Um, We are hoping to be present at the Glasgow Vintage Vehicle Trust's open day on Sunday the 7th of July. Now, they are celebrating 125 years of municipal transport in Glasgow this year. And you may have seen three... Uh, first buses branded in the old branding Strathclyde Transport Red Mm -hmm. or orange and there's a couple of green and um, green and cream or green and yellow coloured ones from the corporation era buses as well some from the GG uh, Greater Glasgow PTE days the late 70s and also the, the corporation brand, branded ones as well kicking about and you'll see them throughout the summer. So first they're doing that with them. Uh, we've agreed with the guys there at Bridgeton Garage that we will attend that day and we'll have a presence. So if you want to meet us, if you want to come along and ask us any questions or see us or maybe even pick up a leaflet or two, <laughs> come to that. Yep. There will be an admission fee um, and the guys on, on their website and on their Facebook um, page and on Twitter, we'll be able to confirm nearer the time what the admission costs are. Typically, I think it's five pounds or so for an adult. Kids are less than that. There's yeah. concessions available, and I think there's family tickets. Well worth it. They have over a hundred old buses. There's teas and coffees and food and drink and stands and things on show. There's there's a whole multitude of old buses there that you can go in, you can have a look at them. They run services between the city centre and the garage and various other places free. It's really 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 a good day out. It would be really good to see you there. Yeah. Uh, this will be the last and you know it will be welcoming that.
0: Yeah. because they've got the the motorway guys coming to a municipal transport. Day. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah, well worth it. Recommend it. So we hope to see you there for that. Good. I think that more or less covers everything for this
0: month i think so to be honest with you i mean we will again be producing more podcasts as you say stuart we're going to be at the uh, bus day before that yes. so um any kind of developments that we've got coming up on the website mm. i am i'm on the social media next week yeah this so week whenever you're listening to this yeah,
1: we've had some very good posts in the last couple of weeks or so we've had mm-hmm. some successful posts good to see people getting involved with some of the images that we've posted so yep. it was good to see that we're delighted people get involved mm-hmm. we've had a lot of new followers we might have some new listeners to this welcome thank you yeah. we hope you enjoy Hello. it we hope you come back for more uh, again mm-hmm. any suggestions whatever always feel free to get in touch website wise there's not a lot happening at the moment we've been quite busy focusing on doors open days the talk that yeah. we did last week and various other things um that will change again there will be some dribs and drabs coming out on there we promise you that but uh, stay tuned to the social media for all the details on that
0: we always says but thanks for joining us this month on the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast make sure you visit our website glasgowsmotorways.org.uk where you can listen to our previous podcasts and learn all about Glasgow Motorway System
1: you can also subscribe to the podcasts in iTunes on Spotify or at Podbeam uh, to make sure you never miss any of our episodes as they come out Uh, while you're at it be sure to leave us a rating on itunes and please tell your friends and colleagues about us Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here be sure to find us on facebook twitter and instagram for a daily fix of information from us
0: that's right you'll see regular updates on those channels in the meantime that's all for now but we'll be back in mid-july with episode 13 hope to see you there bye
1: bye for now bye